I'm not work, but I should be fine. Well, there you have it, folks. We heard it from his lips himself. I've made it clear my intention is to play for the New York Jets. What's up, Jets fans? Welcome to a very, very special back-to-back consecutive days edition of Jet Nation Live. You know we had to do it, folks. It's real. It's happening. It's not officially official yet, but he said it himself, Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP. He wants the New York Jets, baby, and I think that's the first time in a long time anybody of any relevance in the football world has said something like that, and it makes me shake, man. I have goosebumps right now. I'm so fired up. Glenn, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, it took me a minute. Like I said right before we started, I um, I obviously watched McAfee with every other Jets fan on the planet, <laughs> and I was, you know, um, trying to do a quick, quick outline of what he's saying, tweet some quotes do an article um so i wasn't really caught up in what he was saying until that was all done and i went went to grab a drink out of the out of the fridge and then i i kind of paused and just left i was like oh my god like aaron Rodgers just confirmed that he wants to be a jet i think we kind of knew that was likely with everything that's been coming out the last few days from wingo but um yeah to hear him say it is great um, I'm not, you know, I've said a million times I preferred Carr because I wanted the long-term stability. The one year of Rodgers worried me, but I'm not going to worry about that right now. Like, I'm happy he's coming to the Jets. If they make, you know, they have more moves to make that they can make this team a Super Bowl contender. It m- might literally be a one-year shot, but it's a one-year shot. And we haven't had a damn playoff win in, in over a decade. So bringing him in, having a chance at a deep postseason run is very exciting. Um the, the hang up now, Dylan, as we know, is the compensation and what are the Jets offering? What do the Packers want? And maybe it's money. Maybe maybe the picks are agreed on, but the Packers want the Jets to pay a lot more of the money than they're willing to pay because Aaron Rodgers is due about a you know trillion dollars. Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be tough. I mean, I feel like at this point the ball is in Green Bay's court. Aaron Rodgers has obviously stated what he wanted, and it's just now. I guess it's up to the Packers to either bring down the cost of whatever they're asking the Jets to do, or they're either going to hold firm and the uh, the Jets are going to have to, you know, fork over a, a more compensation. I don't see a world where we get to the like 13th overall pick. I I have three Packers fans that I reached out to today after I got out of work and I was just like, Hey, what are your thoughts? And, you know, one of them was like, I, I want that 13th pick. Like that's what we're coming for. I was like, I don't know if it's going to get that right, far. You know, like, I, want, maybe- I want all the picks. Exactly. And it's like you can have 13, you can have 13, but I don't think you're getting anything else after that. So, like, if you just want 13, fine. But I still don't think it gets that far. I'm not even getting 13. Yeah, I personally think it's like a three this year. Corey Davis, maybe a Carl Lawson if one of the two and something in the future that becomes better if Aaron Rodgers plays. Because like you said, it's he was 90 percent retirement uh, going into the darkness. And then he came out and somehow. Somehow the Jets pulled him back and they got him. But it's just how much are you getting out of him? Obviously, that's been the question. One year, two years. Obviously, the very hopeful thing is two to three years. And if it's one year, you're not giving up anything significant. So it's really tough. I feel like you're in a, a stare down at this point. I think it was Samini that tweeted it out. How long can this go down? for? Uh, who's going to blink first? Like, Can this drag out into the summer? And it very well could. But you know what his intentions are. He wants to play for the Jets. I feel like he's going to do everything he can to make it happen sooner rather than later if he can, if he even has that power. But 
it's just it's it's going to be interesting. I don't I don't think it's over. Obviously, we're going to hear about it in the news cycle, dominating every day until it happens. Which maybe he wants that. I don't know. I feel like he had to set the record straight. Too many well, people. I've got nothing to do with him. Exactly, and he he kind of made that clear. It's like, hey, this is out of my hands. I can only do so much. And I I think that's probably why he came out and talked because he's probably hearing enough people say it's, it's his him. Fault. He wants to be in the news. It's his ego, and he's like, hey, man. I've already said what I want. Like, I, I have no control from this point, and he doesn't. And now you have two teams, and let's face it, neither team has a ton of leverage. Um, the leverage the Jets have is that that's where Aaron Rodgers wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the leverage the Packers have, and, you know, of course the Jets have the fact that they know the, the Packers have said publicly they don't want Rodgers on their roster anymore. But I think the biggest problem the Jets have is that, and the Packers know this, they don't have a plan B. Um, or yeah. they can say, what are you going to, you're going to trade for Ryan Tannehill and feel just as good about this. So they're probably just staring at the jets going, we have the guy that makes you a super bowl contender. Um, and we want a two or a one, whatever they're demanding, but the jets by the, you know, the jets are going to stare back at them and say, well, he doesn't want to be there. He's not going to play for you. So you can get, you can take this three and a four and, or you can have nothing. And either way, you don't have Aaron Rodgers. So, right, yeah. but yeah. neither team is really, you know, I guess the Jets would have the edge and that that's where Rodgers wants to go. He has the option to retire. The Packers could end up with nothing. Um, and and what if what are they going to do? Keep him under contract and pay him to, to hang around Green Bay, which he's not going to do. Right. So no. they kind of have to trade him. Um, so the Jets have that going for them. But it's it's the fact that you got no other option that Green Bay is going to sit on that and go, you, you're going to let him miss OTAs. How long do you want to let this drag out? And and who's your who's your backup plan? Yeah, and I'm uh, if I'm the Packers, at least I'm trying to think of it from their side as well. If I'm the Packers, I'm clinging to the set part of the segment that Aaron Rodgers had on Pat McAfee today, where he said he's the best player in franchise history. It's obviously debatable with Bart Starr and 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 uh, Brett's Brett Favre. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm screwing it up. Uh, all those quarterbacks and everybody they've had there in their their historic history, but that's kind of hurting the jets. Like, Hey, they know that I'm worth something and everybody knows I'm worth something, but I still don't think it's enough to be like, all right, now let's get some more leverage. That report about, I think it was NBC sports edge came out with two first round picks. I was like, I don't know. It had Packers no. fans real no. hopeful, but like, that's where it started with Peter King. Many, oh yeah. That was Peter ago. King. Yeah. And, and he even and then, said, Oh, I, I guess I'm and then guessing. he walked it back. Exactly. On yeah, live even, television. Yeah, even he and I'm like, silly. yeah. And, and nothing has ever come out about two first round picks since then it's kind of been hushed and it's been you know the basic kind of trade packages we floated around so i mean there was a lot of positives that aaron Rodgers said about this like low-key about the jets that i I want to get into including if you're watching on youtube those little eyes peering above glenn's head there um a lot of positives were said about nathaniel hackett a lot of positives were said about rob sala not necessarily coming out and saying oh these are great guys blah 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 but in the words you could hear him saying that this is a good organization that he wants to come to. So that little negative kind of hurt the Jets and maybe in trade compensation. But I don't think, I don't know, man, the Jets might not even give up a third round pick for this guy. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's all over the place. I it, hate listen, speculating it, about it. You go. Yeah, it's, it's possible that there was a three on the table and then the Packers come out publicly and say, we don't want them. Well, that might've just become a four. Like if you're going to keep saying dumb stuff publicly and give the Jets bargaining power, uh, but again, you know, maybe just out of sort of, uh, you know, professionalism, whatever you want to call it, professional courtesy, 
mm-hmm. you know, maybe you keep the deal the same, but you say, look, we're, we're, we'll keep offering you this three, but you're not any better off than you were. You're worse off than you were when we offered you the three because you told the whole world you don't want him there. So it's, it's a tough spot for the Packers, but really the Jets should just be saying, we've done this before. You gave us Favre, obviously different mm-hmm. front office, but same, same idea. Aging veteran who's got a year or two left, who you don't want there, so you can bring in the next guy. It's the same exact scenario. Yeah. And a three and a four got it done last time, which you didn't even get that second pick because the condition wasn't met, but it ended up being Favre for a three. So it's, there's no reason it shouldn't be the same thing now. Favre was eight months younger and coming off of a better year than Aaron Rodgers was. So the Jets really – it's just a shame it's going to get dragged. It's a shame it's gone this far. It shouldn't have gone this far, but of course it's going to get dragged out because this really does impact. Well, whether they get him or not, they know he's coming. But and I'm, sure. I'm just doing a, a, a brief uh, an article on it right now on Jet Nation, hoping to have it out tonight. If you look at their situation, I mean, thrilled about Rodgers, really. But anyone who thinks, and Connor Hughes said this the other day, but it kind of when you just look at the big picture, it's it's blatantly obvious that once the Jets acquire Rodgers, there will be a lot of moves to follow. There yeah. have to be. They yeah. have no cap room. Once you get Rodgers, your cap is zero. Right. And you have, assuming you give up, let's say, let's best case scenario it, and say you give up one pick. You have probably a dozen holes to fill on this roster, and you're going to have five draft picks and no cash the second you get Aaron Rodgers. So you're whether you like it or not, you're going to have to cut – a Corey Davis, a Carl Lawson, maybe a CJ Mosley. That's where your money's. What are you, you going to cut Ashton Davis and save 1.2 million and do what with that? You know, Mosley is a, a $14 million savings and Lawson is 16 or 17. And uh, Corey Davis is 10 million. Uh, Dwayne Brown, if you make him a June 1st cut, is 10 million. Like guys, you're going to have to go. And mm-hmm. then that money's got to be spent on, you know, and really in today's market, let's say hypothetically you cut Carl Lawson. Great, fourteen million dollars, and you've got six, seven holes to fill. What's fourteen million dollars going to do for you? Maybe like, two. I think there's yeah, yeah, a couple of backups, you know. Yeah. And they, you know, listen, you, you know, not not that anybody's shocked by it, but you lost Rankins and Shepard today. You're yeah. going to have to rebuild that interior D line. They supposedly, according to Zach Rosenblatt, they were in on the Fletcher Cox bidding. Fletcher Cox went back to the Eagles one year for ten million. Uh, Rosenblatt said the Jets were in on that, trying to lure him away from Philly. So the Jets know they have needs on the D line. You've got literally you're going you, you could be hours or days away from zero dollars in cap and five draft picks. You have to make big moves. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. You just structured five guys. Yeah, and I was I wanted to mention that because I saw a tweet. I don't know who it was, and I can't you know validate how accurate it was, but he said something along the lines of these restructures aren't full restructures. So if they do onboard Rogers' contract, they can further restructure all of those same five or six deals and get a couple more dollars out of each one. I don't know how much, like you said, it could amount to $14 and you have all these holes to fill. I certainly think somebody's, you know, going to get the short end of the stick. And I mean, that's kind of, the trade-off, obviously, you get a guy like an Aaron Rodgers that's going to lead the ship, and I've spoken about it before. You you can only plug so many holes in the boat. You just got to hope that the guys pitching the water over are pouring it out faster, and I think that's kind of where we're leaning. So, yeah, some of these hard cuts are going to be pretty tough. Like, nobody wants to see Carl Lawson cut, and, like, nobody wants to go, all right, now we got another knee to edge, and we got to go figure that out with only five draft picks. But it is just kind of funny to see Joe Douglas go from – 
top of the mountain in terms of most draft capital, most cap space. And then in two short, three short years, it's, it's all gone. It's not, you know, you can make it up and have some contracts cut like we were just saying, but it, you went right. from a high to a low real fast. And that the, the reality of the NFL is kind of setting in and it's going to make his job tough. I mean, he, like I said last uh, yesterday, he, you got a co-GM now in Aaron Rodgers. Joe Douglas's job just got a lot harder, no matter how you slice it, whether it's bringing on Aaron Rodgers' guys or dealing with the flat, uh, cap flexibility of bringing in a Rodgers' contract. But like like you said at the top, you don't want to stress about the things that don't need to be stressed about yet. But obviously, as like these crazy fans that we are, we're going to sit here and, and wonder down the road and, what and happens. I, I mean, that's the thing that we'll be stressing about in days. Like the second Rodgers yeah. is added, you know, worrying about Aaron Rodgers next season, we'll worry about next season. Right. Uh, but this is stuff that's immediate. And uh, like I said, Connor Hughes sent out that tweet saying moves were, you know, big moves would follow. They have to. They, yeah. you can't. What choice do they have? You, you got to feel the team. You got to. And that doesn't guy. mean big news, as in you know, moves, as in people always coming. Like you said, it could be right. a big move, as in somebody going. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I mean. And and I, yeah. you know, my gut says Corey Davis will or should be part of the Green Bay deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they're obviously going to need weapons. They just lost Lazard, um, mm-hmm. Davis. Yes, there are injury issues, but his salary is manageable at 10 million, uh, 10 or 11, whatever it is. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they include him in the deal. Um, mm-hmm. and, and do, listen, just, just in terms of maintaining the number of picks, do the Jets get like a seven back with Rogers, you know, like Rogers and a seven for a three and a four in Davis, right? you know, something like that. Um, could recoup a for yeah, because anything you know, anything you can get at this point um, is is worth having because you you need the picks. You know, um, it's uh, it's you're you're in a spot now where yeah, you've got some great players, but you got some big holes. You know, and it, like it makes me look at a guy like Jordan Whitehead and say maybe they don't cut him because they need safeties. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's he, you could argue he's making too much. But his salary isn't breaking their backs, and he is a need. Um, the, the 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 interesting question is going to be, yeah, and Big Frank just says Cox would have been a nice signing. I still get uh, heartburn when I think of, of uh, Fletcher Cox because if you think back during the Mo Wilkerson contract, th- they were the two big names at that position. And that, that was a rumor at one point. The Jets would make a run at Fletcher Cox, and the Eagles would make a run at Mo Wilkerson. Mo Wilkerson obviously flamed out after about 10 seconds after getting his deal. And Fletcher Cox ended up being a monster for the, his entire deal. Yeah, um, yeah, but but the Jets are basically in a spot where you know they don't have the picks, and it makes me wonder, Dylan, if you you know looking at the roster, are they more comfortable with some guys than we realize? Like I, I raved the last couple preseasons about Tanzel Smart. Are mm-hmm. they like, all right, he's ready to be part of the permanent roster now? Right, he can let one of these DTs walk. Um, Jamie and Sherwood came along from year one to year two, he'll be ready to step in for, for CJ Mosley at some point. Um, would that happen now? I mean, I think the Jets love Mosley. Uh, but again, I don't, it's not even a matter of whether or not they like Mosley. It's you need cap space. Mm-hmm. What moves give you the most cap space right now to go add an O lineman or, a, you know, a safety or a running back, you know, they let Robinson go. Brees Hall isn't going to be back for a little while. You know, we saw rumors about was Jamal Williams. I'd, I'd be shocked if they go any anything over than like a million. Like yeah. you don't have the resources, but yeah, running backs. And I'm thinking uh, a UDFA or street free agents to you know to to give you three or four, maybe five good games before you hope Reese Hall's ready to roll. 
Um, you know, Bam Knight, of course, looked good for stretch last year. So there's some options there, but they got a lot of needs. They, they I mean, obviously they don't have a ton. It's not like years past where they have 25 mm-hmm. needs, but they have enough that $10 million ain't going to do it. Yeah, I think the best hope right now is that Joe Douglas is able to do a little bit of, you know, roster gymnastics and get into a range where entering the draft, say he does end up with only five picks in the draft. Maybe you only have eight needs that are not big needs, but just needs in general. And you can address five of the eight. And then you have three going into the season because I feel like no matter what, even the Chiefs of last year, like they had spots on that roster that aren't necessarily the best starter quality guys. They're a little bit below average. They're, you know, barely start, probably a starter somewhere else, but probably a bench player on another team as well. So I feel like if you could just get into that sweet spot of having a couple needs with the little bit amount of picks that you have. And like we said at the um, yesterday, we, you got to trade back at this point. I think 13 is a trade back unless the guy you really love is there. And that's going to help yeah. you from a cap perspective, as well as a grabbing two picks for one perspective too, because you're probably going to get a third or a fourth for whoever comes up into that trade. So yeah, I, I hope that you can just get into that, that sweet spot there. Um, with the picks and the needs and try not to stretch yourself, you know, to the point where you have four needs that are glaring and you don't have enough, you know, cap or draft capital to, to fill those needs because as it stands now, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, offensive tackle. I, I personally feel really good about offensive tackle as a whole. I know you have three guys coming back from an injury, but I don't know. I just have all this confidence in Dwayne Brown that if he played with one arm last year, what, what is he going to do with two arms? That's just my kind of mentality. Maybe that's just me being too happy about it. But yeah, I, I feel like you can plug up center, even if it's not McGovern, you could probably get a B list free agent at center. I know. I think Ben Jones is still out there. Um, I might've missed out if he got signed today, but Ben Jones is out there from the yeah, Titans. I think that might end up being a draft pick. I mean, I don't think <clears throat> it's obviously a possibility, but I think yeah. getting younger a little quicker there is a possibility, you know, and one guy I didn't mention actually, because uh, Pete here in the chat just said, you know, we need to cover safety, Tony Adams. Yeah. You know, they obviously liked him. He hung around all year last year, got mm-hmm. elevated to the active roster late in the season. It's a shame. Excuse me. That's one of the things that's a shame about Tony Adams. You would have liked to have seen him for a little longer stretch and get more out of him. But he was a guy that was taken out. He's one of the few undrafted free agents they signed who I watched before the year because they signed so many obscure guys from, I mean, like they make the, they make the small schools look big. Um so it was tough to get a feel for some of those guys. But Tony Adams was a guy that I watched at Illinois and I liked. Um, was faster than I thought. And um, and he's a guy that, again, he hung out on, the, he hung on the, the, the practice squad most of the year or the roster. And then he ends up on the active roster. Uh, he wasn't, you know, he was inactive most of the year. Got himself on the field late in the season. Is he another guy? Do they say, all right, look, we're going to have to carry Tanzel Smart as a, as a contributor next year. Tony yeah. Adams is going to have to have a chance to start for us um, because they're going to have to find starters somewhere. Um, yep. so the thing is, so yeah, they do need to cover safety. Pete's hundred percent right about that. But I was going to say between, yep. Between Adams, Sherwood smart. I feel like, yeah, this is the year where the defense especially is going to have to bank on some players that have been in the system for a couple of years now. And that aren't necessarily, you know, like I said, starter quality or above average quality, but that are going to have to play into a bigger role for sure, because that's just what teams do when, you know, you have the, these cap problems. I mean, hopefully, he can, you know, open up more cap space. Joe Douglas can in the next coming days because I'm not, I'm not ready for it to be over. I feel like free agency is just actually starting. We only signed one person other than Rogers, although it is a very important person. We got to talk about him, and that is 
wide receiver Alan Lazard. He did get a four-year, $44 million deal. Uh, I believe $22 million was reported in guarantees. So essentially you think of the contract as like a two-year, $22 million deal for Alan Lazard. They're probably going to have an out in two years, which makes sense with the window that they've now opened up with Aaron Rodgers. But it's also somebody that even if they didn't get Rodgers, was uh, a Hackett type of guy. He's been in his system before, obviously, with the uh, Green Bay Packers, and he's a tremendous run blocker. I, I've seen so many videos of him run blocking, but I knew, you, you, you could just tell. If you're six foot five and you're not known for your run blocking as well as your contested catch ability, you're probably not a good wide receiver to begin with. So Alan Lazard is everything as advertised, both from the contested catch uh, perspective and the run blocking perspective. They do that little flip out play to Aaron Jones and – he comes down and seals off two guys and he like bumps one guy into the other on, on the one clip I saw. And it's just, it's the type of stuff that we've talked about. We've harped on. And if you're going to get rid of a Corey Davis, you need a guy like that to block in his place because Corey Davis was the best run blocker when he was on the field for the jets last yeah. year. And they're very small outside of Alan Lazard. I know uh, Garrett Wilson's like six foot something, not even six foot one. I don't think and Elijah Morris five ten. So if you do bring in a Randall Cobb, who's short, if you bring in an Odell Beckham, who's like six one, like you don't really have those tall guys on the and outside. And I just, I just don't see them having the money to do that. No, of you're course not. Gonna, not. Yeah, you know, you're not going to spend another. Even if you did, if, you, know, if you bring in all the guys, they're still smaller guys. And I feel like Hackett wants some some taller bodies to go with it. I know Judy was on the trade block. Uh, we've mentioned him before. Him and Cortland Sutton. Him and uh, KJ Hamler is also on the trade block. All the wide receivers in Denver. I'm not sure. Maybe they try to pluck one of those guys away. But again, you fall into that situation of so much money, you can't really do too much with I, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is, you know, there's a lot of guys out there like, you know, someone said in the chat, do you get Clay Campbell? That's, uh, you know, I think that's a, a nice idea, but I think he's going to command too much money. Yeah. Um, you just you can't give out the Rogers discount to listen, every single people free. People may not want to hear it, but you're you're, you're bargain shopping at the, at the moment. I mean, yeah. even after you cut the guys you cut to make the room you need, it's not like you're going to have 70 million in space. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you'll be lucky if you have 40 and you've got a lot of guys to sign. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, someone says, do they need a cover linebacker? Absolutely. You know, we've talked about some of the guys in this draft class, um, you know, DeMarvian Overshone, who's, you know, converted safety plays linebacker for Texas. He's an option. Perfect timing. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Overshone's a guy like uh, Campbell does a really nice job. Um, I've mentioned him. Uh, a few times this year out of Iowa. He had a great combine, by the way. Yes, he did. Um, it was weird. He, he moved weird, but he moved quick. You know, he I, almost I the same. Yeah. Like, I was like, why is his arm up in the air? While he, like everyone else was sort of, he was like, he's, he's like wonky, he was dancing. But it works. Um, yeah. Yeah. He looked weird, but he was, but he was moving. So, but yeah, there's some guys, you know, Dan Henley, who I've mentioned a million times. Um, Jeremy Banks, I, I mentioned him. I watched it. Um, you know, I talked mm -hmm. about him a couple times this year. And then I watched him. I, there was a, it was a game I had watched previously against Alabama, um, but I went through it again to kind of edit some of the clips I pulled. That guy's super impressive. Like he's in the two hundreds on PFN's player rankings. Mm -hmm. I like Jeremy Banks a lot. I mean, people might say he's a sixth or seventh rounder. I I think he could be a three down backer. Um, so yeah, they do need another cut. They do need a cover backer. Even though you brought Quincy Williams back, he's not a cover guy. Mosley's not a cover guy. So they mm -hmm. do need someone. So yeah, do you go with Overshone? Uh, do you go with banks? There's and, and is there a free agent out there that you like? Who knows? Right, Pete. Pete coming in with another question here. Not uh, switching back over to offense, but I want to get both his questions in. You think Mims will be on the team this year? 
I said this to somebody. I posted the current wide receiver depth chart on Twitter at Determine if you want to go see that. And uh, somebody commented and said, Rodgers is going to bench Mims the second he jumps off sides. And I was like, I don't even know if Mims is going to see the field with Rodgers because if he does get, you know, even two of the guys on his uh, wish list, which is not a demand list, clearly a wish list, if they do get two of one more of his guys, you're already looking at wide receiver five or six for Denzel Mims as it currently stands. So it's very tough for him to work his way in. Will he be on the team? Maybe. I don't think they're going to give up on him, but if they really needed to save the 2.4 million or whatever that the 2020 draft class has kind of ascended to in that pay tier, I think it's like 2.4 million for him and you could save most of it. If they need it, they might have to do it, but I think he's probably on the team. What are your thoughts about Mims? I, I think the best case scenario for Denzel Mims is that he makes it to training camp and does something. But I, yeah. I listen, I, I love the pick. I've been defending him for the whole time he's been on the bench. Um, some improvement last year, but still too many drops. You know, he, he didn't have a ton of targets and he's, we still saw three or four drops, which is a lot for a guy with a low target count. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he gets it together and, and finds a way, but he doesn't do much on specials. He won't be the big body guy, even if Davis leaves, because you've got Lazard now. Um, the only thing that might save him now is Joe Douglas not wanting to have another bust from that class and just at least give him an extended looking camp. Maybe he makes a couple. Listen, I want to see them use him down the field. You know, really, you look at when he did have some success in the league was as a rookie under Adam Gase when a lot of his targets came deep down the field. Didn't see a lot of that with him since, you know, the last couple of years. Maybe that's where, you know, play to his strengths, throw the, the football down, down, down the field. Denzel Mims, let him make he does that a couple of times. Maybe you have a guy um, center. We covered a few minutes ago. I see Frank just asked about that. Um, I, you know, I like Tipman. I like Michael Schmitz out of, out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I like Tipman out of, out of Wisconsin. I think both of those guys are options. Some other later round guys, I don't have my draft notes with me right now, but I think it's, you know, you definitely have to look at a center at some point. Yeah. And just going right back to Mims, I understand he's already a low cost option, but if they do want to get even lower cost and go into the draft and replace a potential Denzel Mims, Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia is like, I don't know. I watch them. It's a big 12 thing maybe for me. I don't know. I just, he runs those vertical routes. Nice. He runs the, the hitch routes. Nice. The deep post routes. He has contested catch, but he's got the speed, the four, three, eight. And Denzel Mims was a speed guy coming out of Baylor too. So I understand there might be some PTSD when you look at the, the comps and the measurables and they're really similar, but I don't think it's going to have that jump drop kind of in his head type of thing that Denzel has currently going on. Um, another question here from big Frank. Um, one I've seen quite a bit. How many primetime games do the Jets now get with Rodgers? I think the max is five or six. So my assumption is five or six. Um, the Jet Nation. And I hate. I hate primetime. I don't. Games. I'm not a fan of them in terms of having to stay up and watch them and like you know take notes and do the whole thing for the show every week. It kind of throws off the timeline. But a Monday night game kind of hits a little different. And the Jet Nation account well, tweeted out yesterday. Um, for me, it's a Tuesday morning game. That's the problem. Oh, shit. I, damn, that's true. Like that's a. really tough. Yeah, that yeah. is tough. From your perspective, I understand. I it. mean, at least now, I don't, you know, when I was when I was five times a week, nine to five, those those Sunday night losses were rough, man. I'm up till six in the morning to watch them lose, and then I got to go to work after being up all night, you know? Yeah. Now that I work nights, it's not as big of a deal, but, yeah, I, I hate the primetime games being in the U.K., but listen, I just want – if they're on primetime, it means they're worth watching, and that's it's been a long right. time since we've been able to say that. Yeah, the, and the, as far as being included in the trade for Rodgers, if anything, that's going to be Corey Davis. Denzel Mims has zero trade value right now outside of maybe, you know, maybe a team that loved him in the draft and thinks the Jets have done him wrong might give you a five or a six. But 
he's not going to carry enough weight to 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 move the needle for Green Bay. I don't think unless no, he's he a would, throw in with Davis. Yeah, he would be. He would probably be like a net zero in that trade, not really moving yeah. the needle too 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 much for you. Yeah. Um, but with the the primetime games, real quick, the Jet Nation account tweeted out uh, Jets and Giants uh, potential for Monday night uh, on September 11th. He's I think over. that. That would be absolutely rocking from both sides. I feel like you would just have to yeah. just pack the house with it doesn't matter, Jets or Giants fans, whoever I think it's a Giants home game, but you know the Jets fans are gonna get there if it's the it opening is. game with Rodgers. But yeah, that would be intense. But no, I certainly think we're gonna get the full gambit of of uh primetime games if the Rodgers thing does come. All right, yeah. anything else? DT. Oh, DT is another position of need now that Rankins is gone. I did see Rankins got, I think, ten and a half million from ten million Houston, from Houston. It was. Yeah, it's and really Shepherd, unfortunate. Shepard got whatever from the Saints. Shepard got five million a year from Shepherd the Saints. Shepard went to the Saints. That's who it was. Yeah, I, I almost got so them. So it is a need. You know, we we discussed earlier. Maybe is, is Tanzel Smart a guy that you who spent all year, the last couple of years on the practice squad and you elevated him. Does he end up on the active roster full time next year um, with the draft pick or free agent? Again, we, as we talked about, they missed out on Fletcher Cox, so they're clearly trying to address that interior right now. Yeah, and I, and if I'm not mistaken, Jonathan Marshall had been poached during the season, right Pittsburgh. from the practice squad. Yeah, I think the steel, yeah, okay. Steelers. Yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Like we just said, ah, oh, son of a bitch, Adam Schefter ruining my day. Jamal Williams, three year deal with the Saints. What a jerk. Jamal Williams is going to the Saints. Yeah, have too, fun, Derek too Barr. Rich for the Jets. It's it, whatever the deal is, it's certainly too rich for the Jets. And three year deal just doesn't really make any sense. I feel like at most you're looking at a one or two year deal for that type of player because your room is gonna be healthy by the end of the season and he's not gonna be in the long term mm -hmm. plans. It would have just been fun because he came off of a seventeen touchdown season and it's exactly what the Jets needed last year was somebody when they got inside the twenty yard line to just punch the ball into the damn end zone. I think they needed bigger. I think they needed better blockers. Is what they needed. I think with better blockers, Bam Knight could have punched it in, but they didn't have. You know, that's when Herbig was playing on a bad leg. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, they were down to their 18th tackle. So, I think with a I think with a healthy old line and Bam Knight, you can punch it in from the one or the two. Yeah, that's very true. I agree with that. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on, uh, news wise or Rogers uh, Lazard related? No, I think, I mean, that that's really all that needs to be said is that it, it's all about waiting on the compensation now. Um, Lazard, has, at, at the very worst, I think, you know, Corey Davis has a slightly higher yards per catch average. I think he might be in some ways a better player than Lazard, but Lazard stays on the field. And, you know, as like we've been saying, availability is the best ability. And unfortunately, yep. uh, we haven't been having that with Corey Davis. It's a shame because I like the guy. I think he's a high character guy. I think he can be a really good player. Um, but Lazard has been staying on the field. Davis hasn't. Yep. And all right, here, we're going to sneak one more. And I saw you tweet about this earlier. I didn't get a chance to answer it. But Pete asks, who is going to be our backup with Mike White gone? He signed in Miami. Uh, can't rely on Wilson, in my opinion. No, I don't think you can rely on Wilson to be your quarterback, too. I think in the, the Jets mindset, he's standing in street clothes, holding a clipboard and a headset, writing down whatever the, the coach's notes are the entire season. Um, do I think the need to find a quarterback too is as pressing? No, I don't believe so. Obviously, Rodgers could miss time, but I feel like at that point, if Rodgers is going to miss time, Super Bowl run is pretty much off anyway. But I would uh, realistically answer this question with a Gardner Minshew. I think his market is not exactly what it has been expected. 
I think a lot of the quarterbacks are getting a little bit less than what I thought personally would what they would get. I think Jacoby Myers or Jacoby Brissett signed for eight million uh, today, so a lot less than I thought. I think Gardner Minshew would be a perfect backup. Yeah. I mean, he's quirky, quirky personality, you know, to go along with our already quirky personality at QB one. And he's not going to, you know, derail your entire season. He might not win you every single game he starts or has to come in for, but he's going to be a spark plug, kind of like a Mike White in a different sense that the fans or the players rather will rally around a Gardner Minshew. So that would be my answer. Who you got on that one, Glenn? Same here. You know, Minshew was a guy that I even very early in the process, you know, before we knew some of these guys were going to become available. I thought you might have to consider him as a starter, you know, not knowing who was right. going to be on the market. Um, obviously, he's not your first choice to start, but when you look at Brissett and Baker and and all these guys, um, so yeah, he he's the perfect QB two, you know, perfect mm-hmm. QB two. I think he could start for some teams and win some games. Um, look, he he won games in Jacksonville when nobody had done that in a decade. Um, so I, and he was productive. So I think he's better than he gets credit for. Um, if you can get him as your QB two, you're doing great. Um, don't love the idea of a rookie as QB two. If, if they, if, you know, gun to my head, Hendon Hooker, give me, give me an older guy who's played elite competition and played well. And that's Hendon Hooker to me. Um, but I think he might now, it sounds like he might go in round two. I don't know if I'm willing to go second round for Hooker. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a little that's... high with the, with the Jets needs, but yeah, Minshew, if, if it's a rookie Hooker or of course, Hayner. Oh yeah, Jake Hayner. I saw his uh, Mooch's uh, whiteboard session with him, and he. Oh you know, really? Went I gotta catch that. Yeah, I'll have to find it on Twitter and, and link it to you. But uh, yeah, Hayner's yeah. certainly a guy. Hooker would definitely be a guy. I know he's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, top second round, even could slip into the first round just to get that fifth year option on him. And I don't see it because of True. his age and his history. But teams want to do this type of stuff. If you get him in a situation like Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers just before, and you could sit him for one to two years, you got that, you know, mapped out for him. And I think he's going to be special. His deep passing. I mean, I know if you're, if you're sorry, if you're looking at taking him at 38, it's worth giving something up to move up to 32 and get that extra year. Exactly. Yep. And you're not playing him this year, most likely because of his injury anyway. So you already know that this year's a a wash. So you got to kind of get that fifth year on it because then you have the full range of what you can do with a Hendon Hooker. And I think the Eagles are learning that now that they probably should have moved up for Jalen Hurts because now they got to pay him this year and they're, you know, sacrificing a lot of bodies to make that happen. But when when it becomes officially official, we're going to get back on here and do a pod. Um, We probably, I mean, unless drastic news breaks we might be on tomorrow or uh friday tomorrow is my birthday so i hope that no like crazy news happens but we'll be celebrating one way or the other and if i have to come Happy on birthday. live that's fine but um for glenn you can follow him on twitter at acefan23 please make sure to follow his draft account at jets picks putting out tons of videos tons of content at jets pic well, got some good linebackers man who's that Throw that out randomly. I watched Baylor last night. They had some oh, dudes yeah. up front making plays. Like, it, it was always a different guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm taking notes. I'm like, oh, that's a different guy than the last one. Oh, that I haven't said his name yet. Just sniffing out screens, blowing guys up in the backfield. Like, yeah, that's it's. I'm I'm watching. I'm ed- editing those clips tonight. I might. I'll probably shoot a couple of those out if there's any draft eligible guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely send them out at Jets P-I-C-K-S. Make sure you give that a follow all draft season. It doesn't just stop with the draft. He's going to be pumping out 2024 prospects before you know it as well. You can follow me on Twitter at D Terman. Follow Jet Nation on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 
uh, YouTube. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. We really appreciate everybody. I see you, Big Frank, putting your comment back in. How many primetime games? Just rewind a couple minutes and you'll hear us talk about it. Everybody, thanks for joining in. And until the news is officially official, just R-E-L-A-X. Have a great night, Jets fans. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.